0: You are listening to Life Clips. Every Friday, Life Clips will bring you encouragement, freedom, and biblical truth. Encouragement for the times in which we live. There is not one person on the planet, believer or unbeliever, that does not say, this world has gone crazy. Does it seem like the doomsday clock is nearing midnight freedoms are being stripped from everyone all over the globe to the continued civil unrest lawlessness chaos lying politicians doctors censorship from big tech tyrannies the fall of america so a one world government can start the rise of spirituality so a one-world religion can start. That is why we see massive growth of New Age. False pastors, false religions, false converts. Man is their own God. God is no longer needed or wanted. The false light deception of aliens and UFOs, the endless talk and media coverage of a virus that has a 99.8 survival rate, forced vaccinations, masking our children, people all over the globe losing their jobs for not complying. Why is all of this happening and will it ever end? For the believer, be encouraged, beloved. For the unbeliever, tune in every Friday to see what is happening and what you can do to find peace in these chaotic times. We also talk about freedom for the broken believer. Are you broken, beloved? Are you in the bondage of sin that you cannot break free from? Do you hide what you do so no one can see the real you? Do you deal with anxiety, depression, drinking, or more? And it seems like the church is only there to judge you. Life Clips is a judge-free zone. And our mission is to have Jesus, through the lens of the Bible, take that burden from you. Oh, are you the prodigal? Are you a backslidden believer? Come home, prodigal. Jesus is waiting. And ultimately, at Life Clips, we use the main truthful source, the Bible. Biblical truth is the only means of breaking strongholds, letting go of the burden of sin that Jesus bore upon Calvary over 2,000 years ago. The Bible is our only means of truly seeing the deception around you and allowing you to have discernment in these last days. We want all to come here. We want you to be part of the Life Clips family, to be encouraged, to be set free. So come on, take a listen and grab your coffee or grab your tea it's going to be a good one. Hey, everyone, Kim here. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, I feel refreshed. I'm glad that I took the time off that I did. Um, So yeah, I'm feeling good. Uh, Hopefully, everyone missed me, maybe, I hope. And uh, so some house cleaning issues, as I am always going to say here on this podcast. And the reason I do that is just so everyone knows, I do not get paid for this. I do not have subscribers. I do not have any sponsorships. I do not have anyone helping me with this podcast. I don't have anyone garnering uh, just stuff out there to get my name out there. I do this on my own. So I have to sell myself For those who are listening, uh, for those who are new, for those who continue to listen week after week, as always, thank you so much. However, I would um, really love if you guys can go ahead and share these videos. Um, I know I've asked time and time again, if you're listening, but not sharing, why? And let me know. Um, Anyway, with that being said, as you can see here on the screen, you can go ahead and subscribe to us. On Rumble, if you're listening to the podcast, our Rumble address is lifeclips underscore podcast. Again, that's lifeclips one word underscore podcast. If you go to the selection on your phone, the little search icon, hit the drop down for channel, type in lifeclips underscore podcast, and you will find us. And then just hit the subscribe button. Also, and I'm going to steal this line from Ladder with Crowder. If you are listening to us on Rumble, go ahead and smash that Rumble button, which is the like button. So go ahead right now and smash that button. Uh, For those listening, it comes two ways. It's either the plus symbol or it's the boxing glove. The boxing glove would be right above my head. And you just want to go ahead and smash it. For those listening to the podcast, I thank you so very much for doing that. Uh, Please make sure you go ahead and subscribe wherever you're listening to your podcast content. All right. So now we got that out of the way. Uh, This week, there will be a little video content, but um, in a different way. Um, This week's podcast is going to encourage you, the beloved in Christ. If you're not saved, I still recommend that you listen to this. But we as believers, we as the beloved, the bride of Christ, we need to be encouraged in the days in which we live. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So I hope that you stick with me. I don't think it's going to be a long episode this week. But anyway, so as always, I'm going to introduce this week's mug. Okay, so this week I'm going to introduce this week's mug. It is cucumber white. So it's white tea with red cucumber. I don't know if I've ever seen that, but that's what it says on the label. And lime peel. So anyway, um, I do enjoy it. It's very refreshing. I also want to preface this episode by saying, if you hear anything, it's a beautiful day here in Florida, 60 something degrees. I've got the doors open. I've got the windows open. So if you hear anything, sirens, which is a norm around here living right off the causeway, or also on my very highly traveled road that I live off of, Um, all the tourists come there to go to the beach. But anyway, so you might hear some sirens, maybe some cars, some loud motorcycles. So if it gets a little loud, maybe dogs barking. That is why birds chirping, you will definitely hear the outdoors today. But anyway, so here is today's mug. You can see that right there. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, we uh, are going to dive right in. So what does it mean to encourage someone? As you can see here on the screen, Merriam-Webster dictionary, it says to make someone more determined, hopeful, or confident. Other words for encouragement or synonyms, and I just chose a few, were in spirit, hearten, or I love this last one, embolden. We are living in times As believers, if you would not agree, where not only do we need to stay encouraged in the times in which we live, but we also need to stay the course. So there are many believers as myself who long to be raptured, who long for the appearing of our savior. And that day I believe is upon us very soon, will be. But at times we can become Disheartened, we can be unencouraged, de-, de decouraged. I don't know whatever that word is, but anyway, we can sit in a place where we just question God: How long? Why? Why do you tarry? Look at the state of the world. So, in a world of chaos and lawlessness, perversion, death, destruction, tribulations, forced jabs, loss of jobs. If you don't comply culture over God. We live in godless surroundings. We have godless societies. We have a godless government. We have godless schools and so much more. Beloved, be encouraged. We are going home Soon. So for those who know, know that I live a busy life. I have two jobs. I also do this podcast. Editing takes, well, another full-time job. Usually I try to record as much as I can and then I kind of get into the nuts and bolts of things and I go and I edit. Um, again, no experience on this and, uh, you know, comment below, you know, if you would like for me to add something, not add something, this would actually make the video content better folks. I do this for you, for you to share, for you to listen. And your feedback is very important to me. So again, I know there's people who listen and I I would love your feedback. If everything is okay, let me know that everything is okay. And you're enjoying it just the way that it is. But uh, with all that being said, um, with the editing, which takes hours within itself, I just, I have a very busy life. So with that being said, I find it difficult sometimes, not all the time. On the weekends, not because I have time. But during the week, I find myself straining to open the word of God and to spend time in his word. Now there's people who have this as a daily practice and you are great at it. Uh, No offense here, but there's also a lot of people who have this daily practice who literally don't work. So you have that time to do these things that people who have to work uh, just don't have. I, you know, I'm not afforded the opportunity. I'm not afforded the luxury of not working. So anyway, with that being said, um, my Bible reading is not always the best, but my prayer life is always pretty on point. Um, and I try to make it on point because I know that I lack in that area of daily Bible reading. So I'm saying I'm going somewhere with all of this. So as believers, if we are not in communion with our Savior, and we're not talking to him and expressing to him how we feel. I talk to the Lord as if we are sitting down at a table like he did with his disciples, and I have a conversation with my Savior. I don't come to God in some pious religious, O oh, Thouest Father, thank you for hearing me today. As I sit here in your abode, I don't talk to God. I talk to God like I talk to you and I worship the Lord and I um, praise him for his goodness, his healing, his provision. I praise him for his grace and his mercy. So I'm saying all of that to say we have to somewhat stay plugged into something of God or we're not going to continue to be encouraged when we Scroll through our Facebook, or we look online at news, or we turn on the television, and we're just bombarded with some pretty chaotic headlines today, over and over and over again. It can make us lose our comfort and our hope. So be encouraged, talk to the Lord, let Him know how you feel. He already knows. So anyway, for those who know me know that I love to watch the clouds. I have seen many things in the clouds, um, but I do. I love watching. I love cloud watching. So as you can see here on the screen, this is actually uh, these heart photos. I took those. I mean, that's a legit. No one can say that's not a heart. I know that I see a lot of strange things, but you cannot tell me that that is not a heart because it is. So, and then here's a couple more that I have taken in my travels, but, uh, you know, I I see things there. And um, again, I watch the clouds. So why do I watch the clouds? (laughs) Well, I watch them for encouragement. I know where I work uh, downtown, I'm in a high rise and I love looking uh, where I sit. The, the, The large conference room sits right here. So when the doors open, I can just look straight through And there's another high rise building. And then you just see the clouds. And I just, I look and I just like, oh Lord, how I long that one day, maybe while I'm typing up something at work, you'll come and get me. Um, On my lunch break, sometimes I'll go into the smaller conference room and I'll just sit there. And I've posted some of these things on Facebook. And now with the time change, the sunset is amazing When I leave for work and you could just see it, I I usually take a photo there from the conference room and you can see the bay and the water and, oh my gosh, it's just, it's absolutely amazing. So I cloud watch for encouragement. I look up. I always look up because one day I'm going to look up and I'm going to be sucked up on out of here. So what I want to do today is I want to go through things that you already may know as a believer. And even though you may know it, it may have been a while since you visited these things. And so what I want to do today is I want to encourage you. I want to dive into the word of God, and we're going to do this together. Um, I'm not going to read some verses. I am going to have some nifty tool. I'll have all of the things that I use in this week's podcast, my video editing, microphone, camera, and then uh, the program that I use. And I also downloaded uh, some King James version, drama versions at the end um, for everyone to listen to. So anyway, with that being said, John chapter 14, verse 3
1: says, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I am coming again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you also will be.
0: Let's take a quick break. Everyone is podcasting these days. If this is something you want to do or you're already doing it, I would recommend using Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout has tons of guides to help you find the right equipment at the right price. I currently use the Blue Yeti. Buzzsprout is an extremely user friendly platform and I could not be happier with their services. There are so many things that this site allows you to do, from your show being listed on every major podcast platform to the audio player that you can use seamlessly on your websites, to the detailed analytics of what we, come on guys, the podcasters want to see. Don't lie, I know you look at that too. We want to know who was listening, where they're listening, how long they're listening. There are zero hassles because Buzzsprout provides these tools and more to help promote our podcasts. Fellow podcasters, do we not work hard? Well, I am here to tell you that Buzzsprout works even harder to make our podcasts stream streamlessly. Yes, I know that's not a word. If you want to join a company that already has over 100,000 podcasters, click the link And let Buzzsprout know that we sent you. This will get you a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. And in addition, of course, it'll help support our show. Don't delay. Start Buzzsprouting today. So let's look closely at John chapter 14, verse 3. It says that... Jesus has to leave. He has to prepare a place and then he's coming back. So Jesus was like, look, I'm leaving. However, I have to go so I can start to prepare a place for you. So the question I guess you would ask yourself is, why would Jesus even have to leave us in the first place? This is where the complexity of this comes in and I'm not going to sit here very long on this podcast and explain that I'm just going to give you the uh, the short version. So from the beginning of time at the fall when Adam and Eve sinned, sin entered the world, thus cursing everything from the ground up, including us we are now born in sin. So when God knew, because God is beyond time, right? He's already at the end, even though we're not there. God God, it's beyond. He's, he's out of the realms of space and time, which is difficult for us to understand in our, in our finite brains. So God being outside of time, he knew that this would happen. And then from the beginning of time, he knew that he would have to send his son, God in the flesh, to die for all of mankind. So without going through this with a fine tooth comb, in the beginning, God created for himself a nation. That nation was called Israel. The people were Hebrews, Israelites, Jews, all the same. He created these set apart people to be just that, set apart. The Jews, the main reason that he created these people, this nation out of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, was for the sole purpose of being set apart, not spreading the gospel, but pushing forth goodness of God throughout the world. Well, they didn't do that. They kind of fell short many times. And I know I'm not explaining that completely biblical, um, so that I apologize. Again, I'm I'm not a pastor. So um, basically, again, so God called upon the Jews to be set apart from every other nation, every other perverse nation, every other nation that was You know, not upholding the standard of God. That's why the commandments, the Ten Commandments were created. It's kind of a bar that we'll never achieve. Um, And without the creation of the commandments, we really, back then, they really didn't know what sin was because the bar had to be set. So that's why the Ten Commandments, again, if you break one, you break them all. So, with that being said, Jesus, and, and please, I, I, you have to understand this, because if you don't, and you're placing the church in where the Jews are, your replacement theology, and that's not biblical. So in the beginning, because the Jews rebelled throughout their scriptures, and we're going to get to one very important passage, it is replete that there would be a Savior, it literally started from the book of Genesis because women don't have seed, and that's where Jesus would come from the woman's seed, proving the virgin birth. But anyway, so the scripture says that Jesus came to his own. Who is his own? It's not the church, it's not the Gentiles, it's the Jews. So when Jesus came, wrote in on Palm Sunday, it was at then that point that they should have recognized this is Messiah. This is our promised Messiah, but they did not. They continued to want him dead. They continued to do what we read in the Bible. So Jesus came to his own, his own knew him not. So when Jesus came and he died and was buried, and on the third day, rose again, it was at that moment he had to leave, the Holy Spirit came down 50 days later, but now the second coming of Christ, he's not going to come as a baby in a manger, he's going to come, I I really hate to say it like this, but he's going to come as a judge, (laughs) you know, Uh, he's going to judge a Christ rejecting world. And anyway, this is an encouragement episode because of the last couple of weeks, I wanted to make sure that this stayed that way, positive. So, and again, this is for the beloved this week, but you may share this hopefully, and then somebody else will hear it who might not be saved. And uh, today might be their day of salvation. So anyway, The second coming of Christ is for the salvation of the Jewish nation. And again, scripture is replete on this. Jeremiah, Joel, Zechariah, Ezekiel, uh, Isaiah, the list goes on and on. And the, the Bible says that Christ will come down at his second coming because the Jews will finally call upon him whom they have pierced. That's in the Bible. I'm not being mean towards the Jewish people. And one thing I want to just stop here, and you guys can go ahead and enjoy this video that I found on YouTube. This was brought to the Jewish people through the prophet Isaiah. So now they twist it. Some of them remove it. Some rabbis remove it from. Their Bible. Some say that the suffering servant is Israel and not a person because they don't know how to wrap their minds around this passage. But anyway, let's go ahead and listen to Isaiah 53.
2: Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death. He was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many, and he made intercession for the transgressors.
0: All right. So why do you think Jesus wept over Jerusalem? Didn't say Jesus wept over New York or Jesus wept over Greece. He wept over Jerusalem because he knew what he he knew. He knew what he came to Earth to do. Remember, I mean the Garden of Gethsemane. Again, I'm not going to get into all of that. When Jesus ascended and left Earth, some say that the time clock for the last days started then. I sort of agree with that sentiment, but the actual time clock for the rebirthing of Israel, if you really want to put it in perspective, started, I believe it's May 14th, 1947 is when Israel became a nation. And I could be wrong on that date. So please comment and let me know. So that is when the clock for Israel stopped is when Jesus left and Daniel's 70th week, the seven years still needs to come to pass. So where are we right now as believers? We are sitting literally between the 69th and the 70th week. We're there in that gap. That's where we sit right now. So last days and end times, totally different. So when the church age began 50 days after the ascension of Jesus, that again is when I believe the, the, the clock for Israel stopped. And now the church age, the age of grace, not the age of law, but the age of grace is now flowing That is why God operates differently than he did in the Old Testament. Same God, but different platform. Jesus didn't come to abolish the law. He he came to fulfill the law. Hope that makes sense. Again, I I apologize if I got off on a non-encouragement topic there, but I needed to explain. So Christ was rejected by his own, and due to that, the gospel had to be spread, and it was spread through the Gentiles. When the church first started, however, it was predominantly Jewish, and then as the years went on, it became more Gentile than Jewish. So again, as I said a few moments ago, the church has never, nor will they ever, replace Israel. So Christ will come, as we all know, After Israel calls upon him, he will come as the lion of Judah, not as a lamb. And I hate to uh, be the bearer of bad news for anyone who uh, supports PETA or wants to regrow trees, not saying we should not take care of what God has given us, but it's all going to burn in the end. Again, there's a lot more to this, not going to get into it. I've gotten into this on other episodes, so feel free to go back, listen. Again, this is an encouragement episode, and I do want to stick to topic. And the reason sometimes I have to backpedal like that is, again, if you share these and someone who is new or is listening for the first time, you may not understand, and I I want to help Unmuddy the waters and again that, that's a very brief explanation of what's to come. there's so much more right So after the tribulation then you've got this other part that happens and again it's just it's a lot to go into but I want to stick to topic here today. So anyway, back to John chapter 14 verse three. So Jesus was telling his disciples, I am leaving, however, I have to go so I can st- start. Preparing a place for you. Although Jesus was talking to his disciples, this passage applies to the church. And the church is known as the bride of Christ. So when Jesus was sitting down, he was basically foretelling to not only his disciples, but for those who read scripture down the road, that, hey, this is going to happen in the world. But when I left, I started working in my father's house. And then there's coming a day where I'm going to come get you and you're going to join me. And I'm going to get into this encouragement and I'm going to get into this excitement of what's going to take place at a certain time that every single believer should be longing for, hoping for. So anyway, I want to take my first break and let listeners know where they can find us. Subscribe to us on our Rumble channel, Life Clips underscore podcast. Life Clips underscore podcast. And while you're there, comment, share, and give us a rumble subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast content. Apple, Google, Amazon Music, Spotify, and more. Now back to this week's episode. Okay. So I don't know if anyone out there has ever seen the, I don't want to call it a movie. I guess it's more like a documentary or I don't know what you want to call it, but it's called Before the Wrath. Um, I don't have the link in my notes, but you can just Google Before the Wrath trailer and see it. I will be using some of it today as we dive into this. But um, they brought to Revelation a certain aspect. Because Jesus, when he walked the earth, he kind of hung around. Most of his disciples were Galileans. And that's very important because there was a time, as we read in John 14, and other times, the wine, right? Remember Cana, the wedding at Cana. So there's Cana, 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 right? Yeah. Um, There's certain things that have happened in the New Testament where Galileans would understand this, um, the Galileans would understand the symbolism behind what Jesus was doing. So, this particular John 14, verse 3 passage is very important. And it really, this, this movie, we'll just call it a movie. Kind of, I, I can watch that thing. I, I can't tell you how many times I've watched it. It is such an encouragement to watch Before the Wrath. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to say, you know what? I want to go to an actual Jewish site. I want to see Jewish custom. And it is true. So in a Galilean wedding, when a groom was waiting to wed his bride, he would go back to his father's house and he would start building an addition onto his father's house. And only the father knew, only the father knew when it was time to get the bride. Even after the addition was complete and the wedding feast was set up, the groom had to wait like the bride was waiting before the father would say, Son, go get your bride. So we have to keep this in context of the day and age in which and the group of people in which Jesus was talking to. And there's so much encouragement here. I'm going to try to speak slow because my brain is going a mile a minute because I'm so excited to share this with you. So I want to quote this from a Jewish website. Again, I'm not using the movie. And this will hopefully make you understand. Jewish custom during the betrothal period, that's the engagement period, is called Urison, and during this period, this is what I'm going to quote from, and this is from the article that's posted in the show notes quote: "The groom was to prepare a place for his bride, while the bride focused on her personal preparations, wedding garments, lamps, etc." So the next part of John chapter 14, verse three, because the first part we just read, Jesus was leaving to go prepare a place for us. The next part of this verse, I will come again and will take you to myself, should bring you nothing but encouragement. Why? Because now I'm going to quote again from this Jewish article. Although the bride knew to expect her groom after about a year. She did not know the exact day or hour he could come earlier. It was the father of the groom who gave final approval for him to return to collect his bride. Continuing to quote, For that reason, the bride kept her oil lamps ready at all times. Just in case the groom came in the night, sounding the shofar. The shofar, as we know, is called a ram's horn. And remember that part with the trumpet shofar. We're going to get to that a little bit later. So the sounding of the shofar, continuing to quote, it was to lead the bridal procession to the home he had prepared for her. So there's many different views regarding Matthew 25 verses one through 13. I do believe that Jesus used this verse for kingdom talk, what was going to happen in the kingdom, the kingdom to come. So in order to keep that in context, the parable of the 10 virgins is used to correlate the engagement, and when the bride cr- comes for his bride. Now, again, w- this is under debate, right? People say that the 10 versions, five were saved, five were unsaved, because they both had oil. Well, oil represents the Holy Spirit, but then the other five had to get more Holy Spirit. See how that just doesn't make sense. So five were prepared And five were not prepared. So in verses six through seven, it says, and I quote, but at midnight, there was a shout, behold, the bridegroom come out to meet him. So let's stop there. So you have 10 virgins. They hear this shout, behold, the bridegroom come out to meet him. And we're going to get to this as well. Again, there's a parallel between this passage and also 1 Thessalonians, and also a little bit of 1 Corinthians. So again, encouragement here, guys, encouragement. So then it says, continuing to quote that verse, then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. So they all had lamps. They were all, they all appeared to be ready. The foolish said to the prudent, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the prudent answered, no, there will not be enough for us. And you go instead to the dealers and buy some for yourself. And while they were going away to make the purchase, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding feast and the door was shut. Let me just stop there. So many people, again, this is debated. Many people believe that that is regarding uh, the final judgment, the second coming, the wheat from the tares, kind of like the one taken in the field and one left. Um, I do believe that is definitely a uh, end of tribulation passage for sure. It's not, has nothing to do with the rapture. So, but reading this, there's no wedding feast. After the tribulation, the wedding feast is for the bride and the groom once we are raptured. So I firmly believe that this passage is wheat and tares before the end of that we see that happens. And that is my encouragement to you, dear beloved. Your oil, you need to, when it says stay alert, I'm not talking works based salvation, because if you're saved, and even if you're backslidden, if the rapture were to happen, thank the Lord, you would go. But in this context, there is everything parallel to John 14, 3. The shout, here comes the bridegroom, five ready virgins, waiting, ready to go meet the groom, five unready, but having the appearance of being ready. But they didn't have enough oil meaning the Holy Spirit was not truly indwelt. Again, episode for encouragement. I don't want to get off on that tangent. Okay, continuing to quote from that passage. Later, the other virgins also came saying, Lord, Lord, open up for us. But he answered, truly, I say to you, I do not know you. Be on the alert then, for you do not know the day nor the hour. So again, I know what I believe when I read that passage. It's debated. It's not a salvation issue. I'm just saying it is very, very comparable to John chapter 14, verse 3. So going back now to John chapter 14, verse 3, the final part of that verse says, quote, that where I am there, you may be also. So once we are raptured, caught up, we will be with Jesus. Are you getting the encouragement? Are we getting the parallel? So continuing to quote from the Jewish article, again, encouragement, this is pertaining to the groom getting his bride and what happens then. It says in the article, and I quote, the final step in the Jewish tradition is called nesuin, which means to take a word that comes from the word Naso, which means to lift up. I'm going to quote At this time, the groom, I want you to hear these buzz terms in here, which much noise, fanfare, and romance carried Nasoed, Nusan, carried the bride home. Once again, the bride and the groom would enter the hoopah, which means the marriage canopy. They would recite a blessing over the wine. The wine is a symbol of joy and finalize their vows. Is this not encouragement to you, the beloved, listening to that and putting John 14 In the context that the Galileans would have known when Jesus sat and dined with them at table and told them this, I must leave, I'm going to go, I'm preparing a place in my father's house, I'll return and come get you. So even from that moment, if you look back, there was a readiness- they didn't know, okay, is he going to come back a year from now, six months from now, tomorrow? So they had a readiness and we read that and we're going to get to these amazing verses of the readiness, be prepared, be alert. And when again, when it says be prepared, if you're a believer, you don't have to prepare yourself, you're going. So now let us see this verse and context of other rapture passages that we have all come to know and love. Let's get to the first one here, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren,
3: about those who are asleep, so that you will not grieve as do the rest who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep.
0: So verse 16, it begins with the comparison of the Jewish Galilean wedding custom. Jesus, the groom, left us. He began to prepare a place for us. Only the father knew. So only the father knew the day and the hour his son would get his bride. When this son was told by the father, go get her, we read that a shofar was blown. Let's look at this passage in light of the father telling his son, go. So now let's look at the remainder of this passage through the lens of the moment that God says, go get your bride. For the Lord
3: himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God.
0: If that is not parallel to John 14, 3... I, I don't know how else to make it any more encouraging for you, clearer for you. I don't know how else to embolden you to understand that Jesus is preparing. Is it already prepared? And he's just waiting for God to say, go, go get, go get your bride. So at that moment, again, let's compare it to John fourteen three. he will leave. He's descending from heaven with a shout with the voice of an archangel, so whatever is said. So let's go back up to what um, we said before. So when we read that passage, the shout and then the voice of the archangel, could it be saying what we just read before? It says, behold, the bridegroom, come out and meet him. We don't know what is going to be said. Only we're going to hear that. Or is it going to say like we read in Revelation chapter 4, come up here? Or will there be nothing like we read about with Elijah or Enoch? But something will be said that only we as the church, the bride, will hear our bridegroom say again, Behold the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the prudent, man, all right, let me, let me continue on. Sorry. All right. So Jesus, John 14, he is now left. The father has said, son, go get your bride. So the Lord Jesus will descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel. And then here we read with the trump." of God. We just read that in the Jewish custom, there's a lot of noise, the shofar, there's fanfare. So with the trumpet of God, the father is making noise. He's excited. My bride is coming home. So anyway, what happens next in this Jewish wedding? This is the part, again, encouragement the groom, and I'm quoting, the groom carries his bride home. Where is his home? We just read it. It's his father's house. That's why he was building an addition. So we see that happening here in both passages, John 14, 3, and also 1 Thessalonians. We see the parallel to both. And we read this here, as we just read, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Now, I'm not going to get into that in this episode. It's just, it's going to be too much and I don't want to digress. So let's just say that is not Old Testament saints who are rising. That is from church age up until the time of the rapture rising. So the moment that Jesus was ascended until current day, those are the people who will rise from the grave. Then we who are alive, that keyword alive. So there's going to be a generation that will not die. And I firmly believe that we are that generation. So then we who are alive and remain will be caught up, carried away. Nassau, as we just read before. What was that other word? Nasorin, I think is how you said it, how I, how I said it. I don't know. I could be saying it wrong. Um, so we will be caught up together with them. Who's the them? The first people who rose from the dead. In the clouds, notice the difference between rapture and second coming. In the air, we meet him at the rapture, at the second coming, we come down. So at the rapture, his feet do not touch the earth. At the second coming, his feet touch the earth. It's clear as day. With them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. So remember, John 14, 3 says, And receive you to myself, that where I am there, you may be also same exact passage. The last verse in first Thessalonians four eighteen says to comfort one another with these words. So again, I will receive you that where I am, see, he, he meets us in the atmosphere. He meets us. Are we just, is he just like chilling on the, the, the just on the outskirts of heaven. And he's just kind of hanging over saying, come on now, let's go. And boom, we're out of here. We will meet him where Christ is. There we will be also. So, do you ever notice that most opponents of the rapture they don't give you encouragement? Everything that they say, whether it's mid-trip, like mid-trip is there's no encouragement in mid-trip, right? Because you have to go through the Antichrist being here. You'll have to know who he is. You'll have to go through seals and some part of the trumpets that how is that encouraging uh by the way um forget the jab you're really going to lose your job you're going to have no food no money the earth is going to be burning <laughs> be comforted yeah there we go i'm encouraged no and post trip by far doesn't give any comfort you're going to die if, even if you make it that far you're going to eyeball it with the antichrist you're gonna to have to choose between the mark of the beast and worshiping the image and eating, and you're not gonna have any place to go. The earth's gonna be burning. Seas are gonna be turning to blood. Locusts. Yeah, the sun is gonna scorch people. But hey, be encouraged. Have Take comfort in that. God is good. Come on, guys. I mean, we have to, in order to keep scripture in context, we have to keep scripture in context. We can't say one thing and then. It, Again, how do you comfort someone in a mid-trib, a pre-wrath, or a post rapture view? You can't. So you have to take John 14, 3 out of the Bible, and you have to take comfort one another with these words. First Thessalonians 4:18 out of the Bible. So now you're removing passages. We're not appointed to God's wrath. I can go on. We are removing passages. I want my people who listen to this podcast, who know me, to be encouraged that one day we're going to hear Jesus say, you're coming home with me. And we're going to hear a trumpet. And we're out of here. Be encouraged. We're going home. So, another passage similar, as I said before, to John 14, 3, 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18, is 1 Corinthians 15, verses 51 and 52. So, let's go ahead and listen to that one.
3: Behold, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed.
0: Two key passages here to encourage you. Again, a trumpet is sounded, and in a moment, both the dead and the alive are changed. In case you didn't know, I'm sure many people who listen to me know this. Your mortal body cannot, flesh and blood, your flesh and blood will not enter the kingdom of heaven. What will enter the kingdom of heaven is your immoral body. When Jesus rose from the dead, he had a resurrection body. That is what we are going to have, a glorified, resurrected body. Some things to be encouraged today about jesus coming is this the rapture is real all true believers will be forcibly snatched from earth and brought back to the father's house and we will sit and we will dine at the wedding feast that's what we're going to do then the bema seat judgment is for us Which again, we will never, ever hear me clearly, please, ever be judged on our sin. Because the moment we are sealed, we are righteous in God's sight. And he casts our sin as far as from the east as to the west. A little bit of encouragement there for you as well. However, we will be judged upon what we do for the kingdom. Will they burn? Or will they be refined through the fire like gold? So the rapture is before the day of God's wrath. Comfort one another with those words. So let us have encouragement during this waiting period by meditating on these verses right here.
1: 1 Corinthians seven, So that you are not lacking in any gift, but waiting eagerly the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians 3.20 For our citizenship is in heaven, from which also we eagerly wait for our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians 1.10 And to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, that is Jesus, who rescues us, from the wrath to come. Hebrews 9.28 so Christ also, having been offered once, to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time for salvation, without reference to sin, to those who eagerly await him. 1 Peter 1.13 Therefore, prepare your minds for action, keep sober in spirit, fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Jude 21 Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting anxiously for the mercy of our Lord Jesus
0: Christ to eternal life. So not to confuse anyone, when I read from Jude, Jude only has one chapter, so it's literally the verse, um, not the chapter. So for those who aren't very familiar with the Bible, Jude is just one book, one chapter. And then finally, the verse that I use that actually ends this podcast, not right now ending, I mean, in general, is I use Titus chapter two, verse 13, looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and savior, Jesus Christ. So to bring this episode in for a landing, we're still going to be encouraged but we do read in 2 Timothy chapter 3 that in these last days, remember there is a difference between last days and end times. End times is what's at the end of it all. Last days are the last days of the church age. That difficult times will come. And people say, Kim, why do you always talk about this all the time? Well, because we're in the last days. And I want to warn. I want to also encourage um and again, if you're not saved listening to this podcast, you need to make today the day of salvation. So denying the fact um, it this doesn't make it less real, right? You can deny it all you want. and what I am reflected to is second Peter chapter three, and how it solidifies everything that I say as truth. Take a listen.
3: Chapter three this second epistle. Beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the Holy Prophet and of the commandment of us the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, "...reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance." wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless. And account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul also according to the wisdom given unto him hath written unto you, as also in all his epistles speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also the other scriptures, unto their own destruction. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware, lest ye also being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen.
0: We also read in other verses that I'm going to be playing here too regarding what's going to happen in these last days.
3: Little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. The General Epistle of Jude Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of
0: eternal fire. So be encouraged, beloved. Jesus is coming soon. For those who are bound by religion or a false conversion, my encouragement to you again is to make today the day of salvation. I want to be able to say to you, comfort one another with these words. That there's going to be a shout from heaven. There's going to be a shofar. There's going to be a feast. We are going to be carried away to the Father's house. Be encouraged, beloved. But for those who are not saved, there's no encouragement there for you. But I want you to be encouraged because I want you to get saved. We are in the last hour. So whether rapture or death, we are not promised tomorrow. So as I said, this episode is about encouragement. So I want to go ahead and I want to quote here from an article. Again, the link will be posted in the show notes. They first quote from the book of John, First John, I should say, chapter 3, verse 3. And it says, quote, everyone who has this hope fixed on him purifies himself just as he is pure. Continuing to quote here now from the article, our rapture hope is said to urge a watchfulness for Christ himself, to encourage faithfulness in church leaders, to encourage patient waiting, to result in expectation and looking, to promote godly moderation, to excite heavenly mindedness, to bring forth successful labor, to experience comfort, to urge steadfastness, To infuse diligence and activity. To promote mortification of the flesh. To require soberness. To contribute to an abiding with Christ. To support patience under trial. Are we not there right now? To enforce obedience. Continuing to quote, the pre-tribulation rapture is not just wishful pie in the sky in the by-and-by thinking, rather, it is vitally connected to Christian living in the nasty here and now. No wonder the early church coined a unique greeting of, and we all know this, Maranatha, which reflected the primacy of the blessed hope as a very real presence in their everyday lives. Maranatha literally means our Lord come. The life of the church today could only be improved if Maranatha were to return as a sincere greeting on the lips of an expectant people. Be encouraged, beloved. We are going home soon. Lord willing, until we meet again, I'll see y'all next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Life Clips. Life Clips uploads episodes every Friday. So head on over to our Rumble channel, Life Clips underscore podcast. One more time, that is Life Clips underscore podcast to get notified when we upload. Make sure when you're on our Rumble channel, you give us a rumble, comment, and share. You can also subscribe to us on many podcast platforms such as Google, Apple, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, or Pandora. And now since we have our own private server, feel free to email us. If you want to be a guest, if you have a question or a comment, email us at questions at lifeclipspodcast.com. Again, that email address is questions at lifeclipspodcast.com. And finally, I am saving the best news for last. Without the encouragement that we have as believers that we read in Titus chapter 2, 13, this world would be very overwhelming right now. But we are told to look For our blessed hope to look for the glorious appearing of jesus may you be encouraged today i'm looking forward to seeing each and every one of you in the air one day
3: titus chapter 2 verse 13 looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great god and savior christ jesus